0: Welcome to another message from Charles Millett Ministries. For more information, contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. It's Great Expectations on the radio. Get clear. Let's get clear, y'all. Get focused. Let's get focused. Get moving. Great Expectations. With the Bishop. you with the Bishop. Charles, You're with the Bishop, Charles Great what? Getting your attention. What is it that's happening that God is using frustration to get you to respond. So now when you get this, you take a different perspective, a different position, and really looking at it. My steps are ordered by God. Well, you say, this can't be God because God done got me in a situation and I'm frustrated. God ain't give me. See, it's the most amazing thing because you come to the, you, Deacon Miles, stand up right quick. Let's say Deacon Miles come to me and say, Bishop, come on, doctor. Say, Bishop, I want you to pray for me to get a job. And say, the Lord, bless me. Open the door. I know this is a job. Praise God. And I pray for him. And I believe God for him. And guess what? He gets the job. Well, two weeks later, the devil gets in the supervisor. So he comes back to me, Bishop, the devil and supervisor. I'm telling you, I don't know. I know God gave me this job, but I'm wondering, blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this the same job you told me God had for you that you asked me to pray with with you about? And now that you got it, and two weeks later the supervisor got the devil in him and now you're back and you're second guessing the job no why do you think god gave you the job just cause it was good no god gave you the job where he needed his presence and he needed his personality and he needed his spirit to be present in an environment where he could get the glory so god has put you in there and now the devil is in the supervisor the devil in the supervisor we need god up in there so what's happening now? You're dealing with the conflict. You're dealing with the circumstance, dealing with all of the criticisms that come along with it and the pressure. But that's what you got the job for to deal with trouble. So how are you going to be a church that don't want to deal with trouble? Amen. Thank you, Mount. because guess what all of y'all were? Turn to your neighbor, and if it's a brother, say brother. If it's a sister, say sister. Say, how you do? Used to be brother trouble. Because that's, that's, really what what that's really what we used to be. But this is, this is a mindset that God wants us to get. All right? Y'all got this? Now, you might want to take this note down because I think it'll bless you. It's not all right to stay down when God is saying get up. Don't make it okay to stay down when God is saying, get up. In other words, don't make it okay to stay where you are when God is telling you, take another step. But Lord, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I'm cut out for it. I don't know if I'm equipped for it. Everybody in the Bible that was asked and challenged to take a major step and trust God, all of them went through those moments where they wondered if they could do it, if they could handle it. Touch two people and tell them, keep stepping, keep stepping, keep stepping. Look at them and say, why do I need to keep stepping? Because you don't don't need to let this moment pass you by. Your steps are being ordered by God. And he's going to delight in your way. So don't miss your turn. Your family, your business, whatever your career is, your ministry, everything is moving. And God is so gracious. Because God don't move you too fast. He moves you at the pace and the rate that he has laid out for you and some of y'all are in positions right now and God has elevated you and God has blessed you and guess what you're dealing with trouble and the trouble you're dealing with if you don't understand what God is trying to teach you, you'll let the trouble run you off and the reason you were promoted is because you were promoted to deal with trouble you got to look at your neighbor and say we got this And Patty and I have to understand that we have been anointed and appointed by God to deal with trouble. As as a senior pastor, a couple more points I'm going to make and I'm going to close. As a senior pastor, y'all, I have to make a lot of decisions. And a lot of those decisions I make with the team of people, the leaders that sit around and I trust their voice and they speak into my life. And I have to receive their counsel and also pray about their counsel. But at the end of the day, I have to go back and I have to say to God, okay, God, this is what I've heard. This is what the team has shared. What do you really want me to do? Am I making the right decision? And sometimes as a senior pastor, not sometimes, most of the time, I have to make decisions. And sometimes people are not always happy with the decisions that I make. But why would people not be always happy with the decisions that I make uh, as, a, as a leader? Because imagine as a pastor, me trying to please every member. Just for just a moment. What if I had to go through every single member before I could make a decision? What are you saying, Bishop? Listen, Christian Provision Ministries is led by God. And Patty and I serve as the lead pastors with the leadership team to provide leadership and oversight for your life. And at the end of the day, somebody in this organization has got to give an account to God for what goes down. You don't get to be a church with leaders and members and nobody gives an account to God. And since I'm the lead pastor, the buck rests on my shoulders. God is going to hold me accountable for what we do as a church, what we do as a people. And y'all, because of that, I have to make decisions based on the fact that I got to give an account. Because at the end of the day, when I stand before God, I say, God, well, you know, uh, Brother Craig told me that the best thing for me to do was to do what Brother John said do because Sister Jones said that her cousin Lisa had been at another church who saw it on streaming that this is the way, and Jesus is going to be like, well, who would I put in charge? So I have to do it, and it'd be things like, for example, why in the world would Bishop put that person in that position to do that when they ain't been here but five months and I've been here five years. Okay, put your seatbelt on. Might hit a bump or two. You've been here five years and you have had five years to deal with the trouble. This person been here five months and already dealing with the trouble. Now, they ain't been saved as long as you. As a matter of fact, they just stopped smoking three weeks ago. (laughs) They just stopped smoking three weeks ago, but they anointed to deal with the problems. And you're looking at the fact that you stopped smoking five years ago, and they only stopped three weeks ago, but you had five years to deal with it, and they're here in six months and making it happen. And so as a pastor, the Lord speaks to me and says, this is what I want you to do. See this building you're sitting in? Listen to me. You you see the building you're sitting in? The man that helped us build this building (laughs) had been wrestling with a drug addiction many, many years. And God had me to talk to him, minister to him, and I talked to him and ministered to him. And he was just coming off of recovery period in his life. And God told me, put him to work as a superintendent. And the building you're sitting in is a building that the brother helped oversee and build, who weeks before, just months before I did it, was struggling with a cocaine addiction. And you're sitting up in a building, in a chair, being a part of what a man was able to do who was just getting over. But there were some people that said to me, what are you doing? And the truth of the matter, Marvin, I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew what God had told me to do. And my steps were ordered by the Lord. And look at what. You help support it. You help to provide the resources for it to be done. But day to day on the site, getting it all done, contractors that wasn't your grace But a man that was smoking crack cocaine and trying to figure it out and get his life together, the whole time he was struggling with his personal life issue, God had hid his love in this man. And the love that God hid in this man was love that he was going to use to build a place where your children could come and get married, a place where you could come and get prayed for, a place where you could come and actually get delivered. But the thing of the matter was he had been smoking dope just months before, but he solved a construction problem. God will take his love for you and put it in somebody that you least expect. God is so amazing. Let's conclude with this. Y'all remember that that guy, your cousin named uh, Peter? You remember your cousin Peter who was you remember your cousin, Peter, your cousin, Peter, in Matthew 14. Your cousin, Peter, in Matthew 14 was hanging out with all of your other cousins, and they was on this boat that Jesus told him to get on because he was go meet them the next day. Well, the night before Jesus went to pray, well, after Jesus finished praying, he decided to go meet your cousins. But the way he went to meet them was in the most unusual way. Jesus didn't get in another boat to go meet them. Jesus came to them walking on what was supposed to drown them. That says to me that when the Lord is ready to come get you, he don't care how far he got to go. He don't care how late it is. And listen, he can't be limited to the time it takes to get to you in no boat. And he steps out and walks towards them on the water. And the Bible says that when they saw him, they said, oh, my God, this is a spirit. They said, this is a ghost. And they were afraid. And Jesus said to them, don't be scared of me. Don't be scared of me. Don't be afraid. It's me. In other words, the Lord said, if you're not careful, you'll put me in a box where I only can come to you in a way that makes sense to you. But you can't box me in because I got to be free to come to you in a way that teaches you why I'm going to order your steps. Because I'm about to teach you something about yourself that you didn't know. And the only way I'm going to teach you about yourself and anyway, I'm going to show you that you can do more than what you're doing. You are not designed to sit back, to lay back and hold back and let the elements around you stop you from taking advantage of what God wants to do in your life right now. You cannot let what you're going through make you feel like you can't take another step. There's another step waiting on you to be a greater father, a greater wife, a greater mother, a greater husband, a greater businessman, a better church person. The only thing standing between you and being better is a step. And the Lord came stepping. He came stepping. He came stepping. And he said, it's going to be strange how I roll up on you in 2019. And God is rolling up on you in a way that you least expect. And Peter said, is this you really? Is this you, Lord? Let me come. And the Lord said, take a step. Take a step. And as soon as he did it, everything was fine until he looked at the elements around him and he started going through. He started to sink. But guess what? According to Psalms, if you fall, I will utterly pull you back up with my hand. The thing that Jesus knew about brother Peter, he knew he could do it, but he also knew if he got in trouble, I still got him. What would you do that appears to be too hard for you if you knew before you did it, the Lord had you? Pulls him up, and then this is what he says. He stops the wind, he stops everything, which says to me and you, please hear me, Sometimes when God is ordering your steps and teaching you a life lesson, he'll put what you're going through on pause. He'll put what you're going through, Pastor Gooch, on pause long enough to teach you about why you're going through it. So he stops everything, Beverly, and then he says, why did you, why are you struggling with believing? Why are you afraid? Why is your faith so small? Nobody in the boat is privy to the conversation that God is having with Peter. And the Lord spoke to my heart. It's not the accolades or the thank yous or the appreciates you that people give you that holds you in place. What holds you in place when you're going through is what God spoke to you when nobody else was around. What God revealed to you when there was nobody else there to reveal anything to you but the Lord. And the Lord is having put everything on pause and said, let me, let me talk to you for a moment. Don't ever find yourself in a place where you doubt what you can do in me. This is what the Lord said. All of your level of excitement, all of your level of, of courage and strength that you had when you stepped out, he said, hold on, where did it go? My job is to make sure that you understand, y'all. Please hear me. Somebody I'm talking to right here today you are almost at a standstill, and God is calling you to come up another level. God is promoting you. God wants to use you at the next level, and God is saying, all I need you to do is take another step. And he don't need the people around you like the folk on the boat to cheer you on, to cheer you on, to cheer you on. God says, let me help you understand something. Whatever you go through, glory to God, whatever you go through, God never intended for you to go through something and not get nothing out of it. You're going to learn more about God, more about yourself, and you're going to learn about the people who are around you. Are you listening to me? But the storm, oh, Bishop, no, 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 no. Please know this. The storm did not come to break you. It came to introduce you to God in a new way. We were on our, you can close your Bibles. We were on our uh, golf outing. Brother Marvin and I, with the brothers in our fellowship, and one of the brothers, Marvin, I don't know if you were privy to the question, or you may have been there at that time, and one of the brothers asked me, they said, Bishop, when do you ever get to be around people who are not just Christians and talking about God, but men who are living their normal life and figuring life out, and you don't have to be no pastor and quote the scriptures. And I thought about it, I said, I don't know if you would listen to that or not. And I said, uh, I said, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really have no group like that. Wow. And then I turned around and I said, How often do you get to be around a preacher and kick it for days? And you can still be yourself and not worry about whether or not you got to hear scripture all day. Said, That's a good point. That's right. That's right. But we're sitting at the table. These gentlemen are not sitting around trying to prove or testify about how close they are to God how they love God but we're having breakfast and they're saying bishop do this do this this is how you do this with this investment this is how you do that with that this is how you make and I'm listening and nobody's saying Jeremiah 29 and 11 no Exodus 6 and 15 no Psalms 23 no Psalm, no Revelation 1 and 5 no Jude 2 and then the Lord says to me bishop I have surrounded you with my love. God will take love for you and put it in one of the most unlikely places that you would think to look. People who are not like you. And He opens the door and tells you to take a step because I want you to be with people who are not just. Like you. If you want Christians, just keep doing what you got here. Hey, Rev, come on. My good Reverend. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Come on, Miles. You good, good other. Come on, both of y'all come. Good. Come on, good, good. Save people. Praise the Lord. Come on, Wilkinson. The Lord done healed your body. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. Let your wife come. She even got a shirt on that say Jesus. You know she saved. what did it say? Jesus is my rock, and that's how I roll. <laughs> Tell me she ain't a born-again believer. See, good, good Christians. Good Christians. And so it's good for the Lord to put you around Christians. Please, you can close your Bible. It's good for the Lord to put you around Christians, but please hear me. It's gonna come a time when you're gonna get tired. Of operating on the same people and then it's gonna come a time when the people you operating on gonna get tired of being cut by you <laughs> That's right. and so what's gonna happen if you stay around people who are only like you y'all gonna start doing this right here and you're not gonna do this cause you're bad people you're not gonna do this cause you're not a, a good doctor you're not gonna do this because you don't care you're gonna do this because you ain't got nothing else to expand your life with. And so you got a bunch of people that's sitting around, that know each other, everything about each other, and all you do is see each other and spend time with each other, and I'm gonna be like, Gooch, I don't need none another prophecy from you. You done (laughs) prophesied to me for the last six months, every month, and I know five of them done come to pass, but I need another word. (laughs) Because after a while, you just, you gonna start, and, and this is what God's trying to tell you. Oh, Jesus Christ. who when, when you got frustration among your people and among the folk on your team and among the folk in your church, it's God trying to get your attention and tell you you don't have enough new blood in your system. And some of y'all are aggravated because you ain't had no new friends added to your circle in five Years. And the reason you ain't added nobody is because you're afraid to expand your base. And the truth of the matter is you struggle with control. Because you oh Lord. Okay, that's another whole message. But let, 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 let me close this out. Let's see, this is what we got to do. Okay. We got to do stuff like Marvin. Come on, you and Sister Cookie, praise the Lord. Come right on, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me see who else is new. Come on, uh assist. Right behind, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, y'all. Come right this way. Praise the Lord, right over here. If you don't mind, thank y'all so much. Praise the Lord. Uh, come, come, come right on. Come on, pray. Come on, sister Austin, you're new, right? Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, right quick. Praise God. Some of y'all looking. Don't let him pick me. Don't let him pick me. Don't let. Go, 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 go. Go right over there. Uh, you so new. I don't even remember your name. Alexander. Alexander. Come on, Doctor Alexander. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come right on, right quick. Come on. Come on. I know it's Fourth of July. Y'all gonna get there. We gonna get out before the Fourth. Two, four, five, two, four. Okay, all five of y'all come and face these five right here. Yeah, everybody get in front of one person. Yeah, get in front of one person. Get in front of one person. From now, the person you're in front, you. Yeah, see, she started already. I like your shirt. See, y'all, you, you don't really know much about these people. You know what I'm saying? And so here, God is giving you an, 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 an opportunity, and this is the opportunity. You're going to spend so much time getting to know them that you don't have time to fight with each other no more. And this is what the church is doing. We're around here fighting with each other because the people we're supposed to be meeting, we don't the service can be over and visitors can be here and you'll run right to the people you know that you see every week all month all year and a visitor can walk right by you and you got the person that you've been having lunch with and breakfast with in the latte center for the last six months over there in the corner trying to give them a word from the Lord and the last thing they need from you is another word from the Lord because the last word you gave may come to pass yet And the only reason that word has not come to pass is not because you're not a good prophet. It hasn't come to pass because God said, I need you to share that word with somebody else that's new. God is saying, don't you see me? I'm I'm up in here. Don't you even see me? And this is what he told Peter. He said, now look here. Don't you ever be scared about how I come to you and how I'm gonna bless your life. You are anointed not to run from this trouble but you are anointed to run to it you're not anointed because you can pray for the bishop i know you can pray for me you know how i know you're anointed can you pray for him you know how you know how i know you know how i know you're anointed not can you speak to minister miles but can you speak to sister cookie yeah, that's, that's what I know. You know how I know you're not, You're not anointed because you got on the badge, Doc. See, you could hide the badge, but can you speak to Brother Marvin? See what I'm saying? That's how we know we're anointed. Now, how many anointed people on your row? Oh, oh, oh. It, ask your neighbor. Who have you spoken to today, or spent any time with that you don't know? Y'all give my guests a great hand. Did they do a good job? Love y'all. Come on, stand now. Come on, stand! Come on, stand! All right, I'm looking for some anointed people. Get clear. Let's get clear, y'all. Get, focused. Let's get focused. get focused. Great Charles Malette Ministries would like to thank you for listening to this message. We pray that the favor of God continues to elevate your life. Our mission is to get clear, get focused, and get moving. If you want more information about our ministry, please contact Christian Provision Ministries at 919-774-9462 or visit us online at www.christianprovision.com. Yeah, you on with the Bishop, Charles Millett. Yeah, with the Bishop, Charles Millett. You rockin' with the Bishop, Charles Millett. Great Expectations.